Hello everyone, my name is Jen Torres and I am a God, and so are you. Like many of you, I was raised to believe that if I just prayed hard enough, God would save me. As it turns out, that was actually true. I saved me. At the age of 15, I became pregnant with a beautiful baby girl who dropped in just in time to save my miserable life. This was my first awakening. This podcast is about all of the words and listening to those words to begin to envision what is possible. Because sometimes, as individuals, we feel we need to know everything, have it all together, and be everything all of the time. But that's why we live in a world filled with other people. Each person holds a piece of the puzzle. It's about being open to new information, new ideas, and new perspectives. We're going to talk about all of the topics surrounding what it takes for you to step into your God Goddess. Journey with me as we uncover all things living self-actualized and in your inherent divine God state. This podcast is about doing whatever it takes to develop and nourish the God in you. Oh, hello, everyone, and welcome to another brand new episode of the She's a God podcast. Welcome back for another brand new episode. Super excited to be in this space doing this episode and uh, talking all about the layers of the divine feminine energy. So this conversation could really go so many different directions, but I really want to hone in on one specific area of this divine feminine energy that, I mean, we are in this, uh, some people call it the Kali Yuga, the, um, it's this energy of the divine feminine energy that is rising on the planet and has been predicted to happen, you know, back in, since forever. Um, there's so many predictions dating way back you know, Mayan history and everything about this time and about this resurrection of this divine feminine energy on the planet, what it really means. It's playing out in so many different ways. Okay. So there's so many different directions I could go with this because this energy has been playing out in so many different ways throughout this last couple of years even. So, but I want to kind of focus in and hone in on the softening of the divine feminine energy, the energy that has come through that is sort of softening this energy altogether. So this episode is really going to be a focus on that particularly, and then we'll see like where it goes from there. But I want to welcome everyone to the show and just say that this has been a really interesting time period. We are between the time periods of Thanksgiving and Christmas. And this time in and of itself, I don't know about you all, but for me personally, it's it's been kind of, I, I, I feel like almost, I feel more excited to be around family than I have in the last couple of years. And I'm not sure if that's just, a, uh, just me or what, but I feel like this last couple of years, it goes without saying has been tough on the collective energy and within societal dynamics as well as familial dynamics. I remember, you know, talking to some sister friends back in 2020 who were just absolutely crushed because they couldn't be with their family or connect with their family for 
you know, reasons of, you know, all the 2020 uh, stuff that was going on. And, you know, some people were friends of mine who were talking to me uh, about how they were very hurt about not being able to gather with their family and all kinds of stuff like that. Just different ideas about what was going on. And it was just kind of weird. It was a weird time to be with family. And it's just interesting uh, now to be, you know, after a couple of years after all of this madness to be around family again. And it's not weird at all uh, to me, but it feels really good. It feels exciting, kind of. I feel excited to be around my family again and to connect with them without all of these sort of political and societal heaviness in the in the air because my you know my family's very neutral nobody really talks about things um and there's you know no pointing the finger it, it's really not like there's no drama is what i'm saying typically and so but with everything that was taking place in 2020 and all of that it was even when we did get together it was very um, weird. Like you can tell there were things that were not being said. They were like pent up emotions about different things going on and nobody was really talking about it. But now when the family gets together, it just feels like, I don't know. In my family, personally, it feels like there's some transformational energy happening. I'm always happening and taking place, which is really beautiful to see. So I hope that everyone is able to gather with their families in peace and in harmony and maybe with even a little bit of excitement that we haven't been able to get channel into or tap into in this last couple of years because of all of the crazy bullshit that's was taking place. So just wishing you all a, a happy in-between time of the holidays and hoping that everything is going well and you are taking time to nourish yourself and ground and um, just be in peace as much as possible. So let's talk about this episode with this softening of the divine feminine. So what am I talking about here? So this, this episode is all about, yes, the divine feminine energy rising, which if you are someone who's unfamiliar with this, you could even just Google it like divine feminine rising or something. But there's just so much historically so much proof that there would be this resurrection almost of this more divine feminine energy taking place on the planet during this time uh, in space. So it's it's really a powerful time to be a woman right now. And not to segue too much, but I just did a, a really cool uh, podcast interview with a, a Chinese astrologer, and we were talking about uh, how 2024 is gonna be the energy of the wood dragon and all of that. And so um, that episode's coming up, by the way, it'll be more toward the end of the year, you'll get that information. Um, but she was talking, we were talking about the divine feminine energy rising and how it take it's man, it had manifested in so many different kinds of ways. And um, how, of course, history and the stars, you can always see these astrological influences taking place during these monumental and historical times where you do see these big movements take place. So we all know that a lot has been up. Uh, in the energy of the feminine for some time now, for most notably since like the Me Too movement, I would say. But there is this more of this softening energy that I really want to tap into and talk about right now. So what it, what am, what do I mean by this? So when I first had my awakening, my spiritual awakening, as I've talked about on the show before, I sort of went through this process of like learning, learning. I realized that 
you know, I was personally more drawn to the priestess lineage um, of things and learning um, mysticism knowledge and stuff. This is more so where I felt like this was my home. And in that process of, of my awakening, you know, shedding a lot of the shadow and the heaviness in my energetic fields, a lot, a lot of things that I was carrying on from uh, my lineages and learning at the same time about the divine feminine, how the divine feminine works. It's like so many things were happening in my energetic field at the same time. And one of the main things is that my heart was just opening up in a way that I've never experienced in my life. Like I had so, I have so much love now more than I ever have for people, for even the planet and animals and family and my partner and everybody. It's like my heart opened up so much more in this process of this like shedding and awakening and spiritual awakening process that I went through. And as I said before too, I mean, the spiritual awakening takes place, it, it plays out differently for everybody. So I'm just saying how it played out for me was in this, in this very rising way where it was like, wow, I have this like awakening to what's happening in the world and also that I am a conscious being and energy and it's like I just kept going on this awakening process and the divine feminine came to me very early on in my journey you know through the lineages of the priestess and learning all about that <clears throat> now I've never been a romantic type of person okay like I've never personally you know dreamt about getting married or like even thought about it or you know, had thought about love very much or being in love or anything. I never, it, it never was important to me. It was never something that I thought about as a little girl or grew up thinking about or anything. I was, I guess, more hardened in that way. It just wasn't at the forefront of my mind. I didn't think much about it. And my mom raised us, okay? So me and my sister um, are very strong, independent women. <clears throat> and my mom raised us to be that way. My mom is a New Yorker. She, you know, went through uh, abusive relationships in her life before she met my dad and came from an abusive home. So she was very, a, a tough woman, you know, and, and she, like in the best way, like she, you know, raised my sister and I to be very strong and independent. And that's one thing she would always teach us is do not ever let any man control you, hit you, take, you know, take anything from you. You need to be independent. From the time we were kids, she would always teach us that. And honestly, like, I think it hardened me more than I think she meant it to. But I was, and, and my sister too, I've had this conversation with my sister as adults, both of us being adults now, where we learned that the way that we were kind of treating our men or the way that we were out in the world as women was not the best thing. You know, we were just like so like hard toward men and like all of it. We're like, no, we're independent. We don't need you, you know, fuck you, you know, like whatever the case, it was just like, you know, it was this total badassery of being an independent woman having, and that's so important, right? To have your own money and everything else. But it was just this next, next level. And me and my sister, we we had this conversation like year, a couple years back, maybe five or six years ago. And we were almost laughing like, oh my God, like when we were in our twenties, we were the meanest bitches ever because we we're just like, fuck you. I'm going to have my own life, have my own, like everything in my own car. I don't need you. We were almost like mean 
to men. And we both said this, we both said this, that we were actually mean to men. We had to learn how to be respectful toward men because we just weren't, we weren't respectful toward them. And we were so hard. And let me tell you, when I had my awakening, all of this hardening fell away. Like this like shell that I had on my heart, it was unconscious, conscious or unconscious, I don't know. It really did just melt. Like I did not have that anymore. And I think it actually took my partner some years to get used to this. He didn't know what to make of it, okay? Like he he's always, you know, been very sweet to me and, and loved me and everything else. And he loves me very much and all of this. But like, I think it took him a minute to be like, is it safe to be like, have my heart fully open now too? And that's really what I want to talk about here. Okay. I want to talk about this other layer of the divine feminine energy. That's what this podcast episode is really about. Sometimes it takes a couple minutes to get into it, but this is really about this other energy in the divine feminine. Some would argue this is the core energy of the divine feminine but it is this very Venusian, very loving, comforting, consoling, the masculine energy. And being open in your femininity in a way where it feels like you're just like, it feels safe to be this way. And that's so hard to hear for a lot of women who have spent their entire life hardening themselves to become a badass bitch. So that like you can just never have to depend on a man and all of that. And I respect that. I am still a lot of that. But there's this other way to be that I learned how to be this energy. And back to the priestess um, lineages, when I first had my awakening, I woke up to this, okay? Like it was in my studies, okay? I was in a priestess um container and it was at one of my many 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 initiations and it was around deepening into this divine feminine this more venusian energy and the way this woman was talking about men and like women how women should treat men she wasn't saying like this is how you have to be she was just introducing this new softer way to be and I, I'm telling you all, I've never ever heard of this before. Like when she was talking like this, I was like looking at her like, like she was in the twilight zone. Like I was like, what are you talking about? Like, how is that even possible? Like, how can you be this soft and still be strong and independent and all this stuff? So I'll tell you what she was explaining. She was explaining to us that historically, if you go way back, okay, way back, um, back to the days of the kings and the queens and all of this, and the priestesses, this is way before we were being called witches, okay? So we were holy women and priestess and highly revered in society in our villages. And, you know, many people, I'm not going to get into it right now, but the history of the lineage of the shamanic woman and the medicine woman and the holy woman and the priestess goes back to that that woman being more highly regarded in her village or her tribe than even the the king or the queen or the the chief or or anything like that or the chief's wife or anything i mean there's so much history there and I could go deeper and deeper into this maybe in another episode, but the Oracle of Delphi is a great place to start. I mean, she was somebody who uh, the king would not make any decisions unless he just consults it with his Oracle. And so that's where we, that's where this lineage of medicine woman, holy woman, shamanic woman, priestess came from. It wasn't until 
um, the uh, witch burnings and all of that taking place in the you know 1600s, which I like to call the Holocaust of women, um, where we became witches, right? And that word sort of was meant to demonize um, us and. And that's really, you know, I'm not going to get super into it or go too off, far off the subject, but that's really when women started to uh, circle in dark under the light of the moon and not in the middle of the day, in the middle of the um, the village underneath the sun. It was like we became moon witches and forest witches because we had to hide in order to uh, do our rituals and our practices. So there's so much there and that's for another episode. But anyway, what I was really getting at here is that this woman was telling me, so yeah, just take all that in because that was a lot for people who never knew that. But yes, um, we were not always called witches. Okay. And it wasn't always this dark, like Disney energy of like spells and, and like boo-ha-ha, like we're going to like get you. It was never like that. Like we were honored and revered. Okay. So back to being honored and revered as women, what this, what this, when I was in this priestess container and she was, this high priestess was teaching us about the divine feminine energy. She was taking us way, way back. And she was like, listen, like women, the divine feminine energy, this very Venusian energy that honored the masculine and gave him a safe place to be his like little boy energy, have his little boy energy. And by the way, that was the first time I ever even thought about a dude having a little boy energy. I never even thought about any of this. So she was explaining to us that I wish I can remember the name of this queen. There was a certain queen back in, I tried to Google it before this episode, but I couldn't find it. Um, there was a queen and a king, and this is like, was historically written and everything about how the people in their in their uh, village and in their their kingdom, they would give the queen more gifts than they would the king. Like they would worship the queen because they knew that if the queen was mad, if she was not like if she was upset in any way with the king or anything like that, she would stop. She would close off her divine feminine energy to the king, and actually the king would go on on war rages. He would start like war after war after war if the queen was mad at him. Um, and, and everybody knew about it um, in this kingdom. It was all written and documented. And I wish I can remember what which queen it was. But, but this is just an example. This priestess, this high priestess, me being in this container with this high priestess, she was delivering us this knowledge. Like, listen, there, there's a way in which the divine feminine energy used to operate that was highly revered, okay, where we would be honored for our energy. And our energy, that softer Venusian energy where we can hold our man, you know, if he's sad about something or he's crying or anything like that, like we would honor him and hold him and love him and, you know, soften him enough so that he doesn't fucking go kill everybody, okay? That's basically like how it would go down. And she was explaining to me that this is a lot of how the divine feminine energy would work is women would use their energy to soften men because if they didn't, like they would, these men would like fucking go on a killing spree and like start every world war in the world and like just go insane and kill everybody in the village who they didn't like. So it was just this different idea about softening into your divine feminine energy in order to to hold the masculine 
in a way where he can feel safe to heal to have to be his little boy self like his little boy she was explaining how so many women have hardened so bad that like we are just like vipers right where we're like ah, like it, anytime any yeah i'm not saying this is everybody i mean every woman has their own path i'm talking right now to the women who are tend to be on the harder side toward men, which was me. And she was just explaining how this energy makes him feel not safe to express his little boy self to you. Meaning if he's heard about something, if something has is bothering him. And we know as people on the spiritual path, we know what it's like to not take time to heal, to not actually address your emotions, to not have somebody to talk to in the shadow work process. It's the fucking worst. And it's like, if we are doing that to our men, we're not giving them a soft place to land. And instead we're just constantly with this like really hard energy on them. Like, fuck you, you better have it right. And like ready to snap off at like any second. Um, and just being so mean to them all of the time because you're afraid that it's not safe to be softer, to have this softer divine feminine energy, which like I was saying, I mean, I get it. Like I get it. I was not raised to be some like girl who was all like just depending on a dude for anything. Like I, I really like, I wouldn't, I would see, I was like, I don't even know what to say. I was so hard on men my entire life. And Danny is the, my partner is the only one that survived it. I'm just going to put it out there. He's the only one that survived it. And he's the only one that survived that process. Okay. And and <laughs> until I like had my awakening and then I'm like, oh, wait, I can open my heart and be like a nice person and not like be the worst, most meanest bitch in the world. Um, and, you know, because I think that that's the only way I can protect myself from this person. It creates such a horrible dynamic. It, it was adjustment for him, too. Like I mentioned, it took him years, I think, to realize that he could open up to me and talk to me about you know, anything. And he still has a hard time with that. Well, he has some really interesting placements. So he's not this very emotional person anyway. But I think that he didn't know if it was safe to totally open his heart to me, you know, and, and that's sad to think about. But it is this hardening that I think as women, we have gone through necessarily, I almost feel because think about it. I mean, back to the 1600s and the witch trials and pinning the women against each other, you know, back to women not having rights, not being able to have our bank accounts, you know, all the way to the 1800s, which was the women's um, uh, movement for voting rights and all of that. We've had to sort of be hard in ourselves to get our sovereignty back, to be like, no, we are people, you know, and it is not okay. Like we should be able to, do whatever we want as women. We had to harden ourselves. The pendulum has to fucking swing, okay? Um, sometimes it goes way out of line to the left or to the right before it can balance out and come to the middle. So, but I do feel with this rise of the divine feminine energy, this Kali Yuga energy, that it is balancing out, that it is coming to the middle. And these layers of the divine feminine energy, this Venusian energy, like I was mentioning before, is actually 
getting to a space in which it is safe to be this energy. Obviously, use your own judgment. Don't, you know, put, use this if you feel that a man is unsafe or something like this. But it is this softer energy of being able to hold the man um, through his process without judging him for, for crying, let's say, for example. I mean, so many men have that. Um, stigma, they won't even cry because they feel like it's 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 not acceptable um, to cry. And so they won't do it. And it's just crazy. And it's sad, actually, you know, like my, I think my nephew, he, it's like, you can cry if you want to, you know, and it's like, there's this hardening that's there that's with the masculine that is not good. I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's just, it's, it's sad. And it's, it, see, my mind is going in like so many different directions right now, because now I'm thinking about how, you know, so many people would argue that the masculine is not tough anymore. And that we've sort of lost our men um, to, to this more, I don't know, Marvel video gamer, forever teenager, uh, boy, man, and we don't have men anymore. So there's so many different like directions. I get it that this can go in, but right now I'd like to hone it back and I'd like to stick to this very softer divine feminine energy and using that as the primary core of how you navigate your relationship rather than this hardening energy that should only really come out in my opinion if you've been betrayed in some way, or there's been a sacred boundary crossed or something like that. That's when like the Kali can come out and stuff. But for the most part, it has been huge for me to shift more into this softer divine feminine energy because there has been this hardening for some time, like I was mentioning, through the 1600s, through the 1800s and so on, where women had to harden themselves in order to gain their rights back and be able to even be paid as much as men. You know, that's still a thing in certain places. So there's so much that we're still fighting for in terms of our uh, freedom as women. But at the same time, there is this other way to be that I just want to share with you all. And I invite you to sort of open yourself to that. Um, and kind of explore that more softer, divine feminine Venusian energy in your relationship if you feel it's safe to do so and see where that goes. See like where, if that helps to deepen your love with that other person and see if it helps to open things that maybe weren't there before, even in yourself. And it might help him to open up in ways that he didn't know he could either. And there could be more healing there that can take place, okay? I just wanted to put this out there because there is more to the divine feminine energy than just this like Kali energy, this Durga energy um, of like, rah, like Sekhmet, like I'm gonna get you. You know, there's, there is this very beautiful, softer divine feminine energy where we can hold our masculine in a way that's just nurturing and comforting and in that way what i've been shown and what in my personal experience they honor you so much more they really do like in my in my personal experience i'm not saying this is everybody 
but they honor you so much more. Like when you're just like open with your like energy and you're just like more loving and kind and not mean or not quick to cut them down or anything like that, they honor your energy so much more. It feels like they like want to serve you, okay? So that's just like this other thing. It's just like they want to serve you. They want to make your life beautiful. They want to serve you in some way. There's just this other thing that happens within the masculine energy when they're working, when they're connecting with a woman who is in her divine feminine. And even in that priestess container, I learned so much about the energy energetics of a woman's body. Um, the womb space, her yoni, the breasts. Um, apparently, what I learned is that um, the actual a woman's breasts gives out a different sort of energy than the rest of her body, which is why babies and men tend to be attracted to that area. Yes, they're breasts. So, I mean, there's nothing bad about that. They're nice to look at. But it's just because there's an energy there that's a very loving, comforting, motherly energy where it feels safe. That's why it's like people snuggle in like a woman's breast. That's like where that all comes from because there's a certain energy from a woman's breast that comes from. So, I mean, I could go so deep into this, you guys, but I mean, she was even talking about how um, she was pr trying to prove to us that this this is true about the energy of a woman's breast. And she was saying that like the next time you're in an argument with or the next time you're trying to calm your man down, just walk past you. You guys are going to laugh like I can only imagine, but walk past him and uh, like make it seem cool. Okay, like don't be obvious, but like rub your breast past him. Like, and I'm telling you guys, this works like I've done it myself like to calm them the fuck down like if you can tell like something's about to happen like if he's getting into it with somebody else like at a bar like I don't know like whatever it is like there's some sort of confrontation or you can tell just something like he's something's about to go down and you're trying to calm the energy activate your divine feminine energy like just try it if you walk past him and you just brush your breast past him and you're like oh is everything okay watch how he changes his entire energy is gonna like chill for a minute and he's gonna like try to you i've seen it happen in real time where it's almost like he chills out and just naturally centers himself like wait a minute what's happening here like he goes from seeing red hot to like okay wait a minute like where am i like what's happening right now it is the weirdest fucking thing but it's so true like there's so much magic in being a woman and the energy that we bring in this more divine feminine energy, it's more flowy, it's more magnetic. I mean, even when, okay, I'm going to tell you guys something else. When I, the for other time that I first tapped into this, where I was like, holy shit, like this is real, is one of my first pilgrimages. I went to Egypt with a whole bunch of women and we were all just like in our divine feminine energy. And let me tell you, like we were so in this divine feminine energy. It was like, everyone was telling us like, don't even try it. You guys look spiritual. They're not going to let you in there. Um, you know, they, uh, I'm not going to go into it, but there's many places in Egypt where if you look like if you're wearing crystals and long white gowns and all that, they think it to be sacrilegious. And they're like, Oh, like they don't, they don't want them that there. Right. It's a primarily Muslim place. And so it, it can be hard to to get into the temples if you're looking super spiritual. And so there are so many times where they're like, oh, no, like it's not going to happen. You're not going to like get anywhere. 
and it was just like doors just opening like and we were all just like flowing and it was just i've never been in that energy i've always been like hardened like no like not allowing myself to be open in any way by the time i was done with that trip, by the time I got back, I swear, like I was like, oh, that's different. Like operating in that more softer magnetic energy, that very Venusian energy, everything is so much easier. And you're not even flirting. You're not even coming off as flirty. It's just a different vibrational energy, a softer energy that I think that as women, because we had to go through all of these different movements to get our our rights back and everything else, we've hardened into this version of masculine that is not even us. And when I say that, think, for example, women who once they got into the whole work movement where women were working, you know, in the, I think it was like 60s, 70s, 80s, all that whole movement of women working in corporate and stuff. What was, what is the first thing women did? They chopped all their hair off and they started, that's when like shoulder pads were in style. And they're trying to embody the masculine energy because that's the only way they real they thought we thought, oh, the only way I can be successful is by looking like a man, by like literally looking like a dude. That's the only way I can be successful. And I'm aware I embody mostly my masculine energy. So, but I've learned this other energy that, and that's the whole point of doing this episode. I've learned this other energy that you can tap into and you can allow yourself to kind of lean into this more softer energy, this more magnetic energy and see where it takes you. Like just, just open your mind to it is all I'm saying. Like open your mind to the possibility that your energy as a woman is way more powerful and dynamic than masculine. By nature, it is way more powerful. And so I continue to try to work with this energy. Don't get me wrong, like slowing down, not hustling, being more magnetic to my clients versus trying to like push my work on people or anything like that. Being more of a magnet to everything that I'm desiring in my life, not just um, that very linear hustle, more of this like fluid uh, all over the place in a good way type of energy. So this is different right? It's not how we were taught. We were taught like as women, if you want to succeed, you basically need to be a man, you know, don't honor your cycle. Don't just push harder, hustle harder, be smarter. You have to be better in order to, in order to beat them in order to be honored or respected. You have to, this is what you have to do. And what I'm saying, what I'm just telling you all is that I've experienced something else. I've experienced this softer, more divine feminine energy, this magnetism, and I've seen it work magic. Literally open temple doors of places we weren't even supposed to be. Like unbelievable, the magic that a woman holds within her body. And there's so much more to explore there, right? With like the womb magic and the yoni magic and all of it. I mean, I'm just barely scratching like the surface of this entire conversation, but I just want to invite you all to go into this energy. So I'm going to do something a little different right now, and I'm going to leave you all with a movie recommendation, which is like, what the fuck? Like why? Okay. So the, the one time too, that I seen this energy like play out in a movie, which of course it, it's like it needs to be balanced out. I'm not saying go and act like this, but isn't is in the Disney movie Enchanted. Okay, 
And yes, Disney is a corrupt, uh, strange uh, place and in, in all of that. There, if you know about Disney, then you know. If you don't, then you don't. But it is a Disney movie, Enchanted. Um, it's a fantastic movie to watch because this woman completely embodies this energy of this more like whimsical, lovey-dovey energy that men love. Okay, and I'm telling you, like, they love to feel like they can protect you and, like, I can do it, you know. And then it just, like, as a woman, it's like, I don't think it's safe to do that because then they think they can control me. There's an entire balance that's playing out here, even within the movie, where you see toward the end, she becomes more real. Like, it, she's less in the fantasy world and she's more, like, balanced out like she's in her feminine but she's also like grounded in her reality so just it's an interesting movie to watch because you see someone who is just completely in a different type of energy than everybody else and it's more of this divine feminine like flowy magnetic energy and she feels safe to be that way which is obviously what we've learned in society we have to be careful about which is what I was talking about at the beginning so not to go all the way back to that, you know, I don't want to, but it's just about understanding that there is another weight. So opening yourself up to this, I'm not going to go into it any deeper, but like opening yourself up to this more magnetic, more fluid, divine feminine energy, more loving, open, knowing and trusting that you can trust yourself with knowing who to be safe with. You can totally lean into your boundaries when you need to, but you are magic. Like as a woman, you are magic beyond any of our comprehensions, beyond anything that we could ever even begin to tap into mentally, like on a mental human brain, like we can't, we don't even know, like we can't even begin to understand how magnetic and how magical we are just by a simple touch or by a simple glance or anything like that. Like everything falls into place, like when you are more in this divine feminine energy. So I hope I was able to verbalize this in a way that seems like it kind of is like, maybe I get it. But either way, open yourself up to it. I hope this energy and this episode lead you into some deeper findings, some ways in which you maybe want to research it on your own or figure out like how you can tap more into this or join a circle where you're understanding the more depths of this divine feminine energy or an online container that's talking about it. I don't know. I just know this is real. I've tapped into it myself. It's beautiful. It's so much easier. Oh my God. It's like way easier. Feels way more natural than this other kind of more masculine energy. So sending lots of love to everyone out there. And I will see you on the very next episode of the She's a God podcast. Much love. Thank you for listening to the She's a God podcast. Tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I would love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at this is Jen Torres for all of the latest. And remember, she is a God, and so are you.